This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. Hey, good listeners, welcome to another week of SG Fun, a Stargate podcast, a comfort podcast, mm. a pandemic podcast, a friendship podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Today, today, a whiskey podcast. And almost an ASMR podcast a little bit. Am I, am I going Well, maybe there? just a little bit. I don't know. But it's, oh, uh, it's fine. I'm very sorry because I really hate it when podcasts I listen to think that'll be fun for me. And I'm like, oh, this is making like all my things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this isn't comedy. This is horror. <laughs> nice. Um, Any hoozles? I'm Sarah. Uh, yeah, and I'm Tori. And um, yeah, you know. Uh, big fan of the Stargate movie. Started watching this during the pandemic, SG One, uh, and continuing on, we're here. And uh, God damn it, we are almost done with season three. This and is you awesome. know what else? This is awesome. And you know what else? Listen, listeners, good listeners. I am very aware that there are a number of Stargate SG One podcasts out there, yeah, and f- I bet you listen to them. I'm really, really happy that you're listening to this one, too. Thank you. Do we break down the science in this podcast? No, no, we're not scientists. That's not what this is. No, but no. Do, do we do we do we do we simp? Do we stand? Is this a fan cast? Also, no. Also, no. Uh, Although what, what do we do? You ask. I, what? what do we what, do? What, what do we do? We, what do we even do? We comfort. We comfort. We That's comfort the do. fuck out of hopefully you, and but definitely ourselves. And listen through the lens of the '90s era sci-fi vertical waterhole. Yeah. Gaze. And might this might this be morphing into a fan cast? I am, I am trying for a no. I mean, if it is, it's slowly. I'll say that. I don't know. It feels time. like a. It feels like a like like one of those things. Like a train leaves the station and they start going. It's a freighter going full speed, and suddenly, you know, I thought this was not a fan cast, and then one day I'm like, I can't make fun of these characters. They're my <laughs> friends. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that's you're right. We could be getting down. There. I don't feel. I don't feel that way personally yet, though. I don't know what's wrong with me. So, uh, well, <laughs> I can't help it. Let's wait. Let's wait until they jump to sci-fi before we, we get all fan casting. <laughs> oh, to the, I thought, because <laughs> remember, just think about this. Just think about you this. You mean to the channel? I'm sorry. I thought you meant to the genre. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> just think about this. Every time you think you start to get, getting close to these characters on the show. Remember this is, this was playing on Showtime. Yeah, I think it really improves when it moves to sci-fi, <laughs> which is so surprising, right? Yeah. But then true. you think, like, for a long time, like, Showtime. Showtime has some very cool shows now, but Showtime went shit for quite a while. No. Twert shit. Uh, anyway. Well, uh, this week we have Season 3, Episode 20, Maternal Instinct. 
Rich. or Ooh. Count Apophis, vampire. Wait, <laughs> Wait or what? Okay. Tales of the Nine Lives of Apophis, the cat. Or somebody's got to teach that guy how to die. Or <laughs> a young man of 80. <laughs> or, and this one is actually better Wait. than the actual title. This isn't funny. Mind over matter. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Okay. Or advanced placement telekinesis class. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. You go. You go. Well, no, I got I got confused for a sec because there was a lot of Apophis stuff, but I'm like, do we actually even see Apophis in this episode? <laughs> no. We don't. Okay. So uh, yeah, I I was worried I might have watched the wrong wrong episode for a second. <laughs> Listen, he was mentioned, and I went with it. Well, no, yeah, he's like the Eye of Sauron in this episode. It's all him, but it's, you just see his underlings. <laughs> Right. Uh, no, yeah, Maternal Instinct. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wanted to call it episode 20. Teal almost gets sidelined. Uh, or episode 20. Oh, oh, Bray Tech, you're, you're, you're coming too? Oh, well, uh, all right, fine. Okay, cool. Or uh, episode 20, a footprint is worth 50,000 super boring words. <laughs> How about a footprint? Co- colon, the princess bride. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and finally, Jaffa Spa. Jaffa Spa. Yeah. That's a great name for a spa. Uh, oh, wait. I guess oh, I had one more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Evaporated Monk. <laughs> and then it had some comments. It's similar to Sweet and Condensed Monk, but ha- it's less good in coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost a come try It is. <laughs> Evaporated Monk. <laughs> for your slimmer coffee days. It's going to take you a while to appreciate it. Yeah. You're really going to miss that sugar. Well, this uh, this episode aired February 25th, 2000. Directed by Peter F. Wost. Uh, first director <sighs> job ever. Well, and unlike uh, one of the previous episodes where the cameraman got to direct an episode and then never directed anything else ever again. This For guy, reasons. this guy uh, goes on to do a bunch of stuff. And, uh, and this episode was written by Robert C. Cooper, who was just, uh, yeah, you know, did torment of Tantalus, Bane, the devil, you know, etc. So, you know, one of the workhorses oh, like ones I like. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah. So, well, let's, let's get started with the maternal instinct. Well, uh, Ooh, Ooh, Oh, you know what that sound? One of us, is fucked for 24 seconds. Tori, is it you or me? I'm, I'm fucked for 24 I all mean, right. we're all fucked. Uh, I have to summarize this episode in 24 seconds or, uh, yeah, Apophis' crew is going to come down here, shoot our asses, and we got no maternal instinct ghost to save our asses. That's rough. But first, <laughs> I have to... <laughs> Sorry. That was that, me trying to stall while I get to my timer. Rough. All right, Tori. Yeah. Can you do it? It's an emergency. I barely remember. Ready. Ready. Go. Uh, We open with the gate. It's Braytac and one of his dudes. He dies. Braytac's like, yeah, we got to. They attack Chulak. It's fucked. They're looking for the Harcesis. Harcesis is on Keb. Let's go to Keb. They go to Keb. There's a a fucking spa there where Jaffa go to die. Uh, Daniel has to learn uh, to hang out with Yoda. Uh, finds a Harcesis, <laughs> uh, being carried, helped by a ghost. Apophis comes, do sex machina. Harcesis, take it away. Good work. Hey, can we talk about Mark, who turns out to be called Moak? 
real quick yeah, since yeah. you brought him up. Well, I, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Mark. I'm watching the show <laughs> and I'm I'm watching the show and I'm listening. And Braytac and everybody keeps calling this guy Mark. They brought through and I'm like, Mark? Mark? The Jafaz name is Mark? Okay, sure. I'm with it. Here's how I found out his name was Moak. I go to IMDb because I'm watching Moak die. Yeah. And he is dramatic as fuck. Yeah. Tori, what do you think I found? Who was this guy in the future? Ooh, I mean, I can sort of, I'm, tr- I'm picturing his face a little bit. I mean, it's just kind of like this like white dude, right? The, like kind of solid right. face. You think they're, they're all the same, but this one, <laughs> this one's recognizable because Who was it? that is Aaron Douglas, chief from Battlestar Galactica. No way. Yes way. Just younger, a younger. Yeah, wow. Yeah, way much younger, way much younger, okay. much younger, okay. much skinnier. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, no, it's cool that it's a chief because very cool. I mean, we don't see him that quick long though. It's like, no, but he milks the fuck out of his scene. He dies like a dramatic, really dramatic guy. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. This Moak guy comes through the gate with fucking Braytac. Right. And, and we get neither glasses nor hottie from last episode in the odds deck for the gate. It's just a crisis. And in a nobody, but we get like a huge close up of the side of nobody's face <laughs> because that's an important part of this episode. And then it's fucking master Bray tech, which tells me, oh, I'm not going to like this episode. Well, yeah. So they, they gave him a fob. Yeah. They gave him a fob. He has his own. Motherfucker's fob. got a fob and he comes through and he's got Mark with him. <laughs> and everyone's like who's that that's mark oh that's mark mark looks injured let's take mark to the infirmary hey mark is in the infirmary you better go talk to him now while you still can i doesn't look that injured and well and yeah and they're all like yeah, all right well what the fuck happened bray tack he's like apophis has attacked chula you remember apophis you remember hey apophis? do you guys remember apophis jack does oh man son of a bitch he's pissed He's so it's like he's like, oh, is it just season one, 1998 again, isn't it? Does this show yeah. ever move forward? Like we're just we're just back to Apophis attacking Julak again. Fuck. Look, listen, when Jack goes, son of a bitch, I'm finally like, OK, and that's why we're we're finally on cable TV. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, do people know what cable TV is? Who's listening to this? Do you know what cable TV is? I don't have those statistics. Yeah, nobody knows. Well, yeah, we we learned that Opophis, yeah, he's apparently he's not just alive. Opophis. But did you call him Opophis? Opophis. That's what I'm going to call this episode when I make notes. I call it Opophis. That's my Opophis face. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to call it Opophis face. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's not just alive. He's he is controlling Sokar's armies. So all of a sudden, he has the biggest army, basically. And Chulak is fucked. It's over. The battle is already over. Teal'c, you know, he's like, I'll come help. And Braytac's like, yeah, dude, you're too late. I was there with my new apprentice, Mark. Mark. Thanks, Teal'c. Right? But in somewhere in the middle of this, Sam is like, I'm going to try to apply logic to Apophis. And he's like, but why? Why did he kill loyal Jaffa? Like, if he attacked all of Chulak, so that means he attacked... Mm loyal Jaffa and it's just like shut up stop trying to be logical 
<laughs> well, I, mean, pop I mean, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a, like he lost a lot of fucking shit there. A lot of people who were his OGs, his OG mm-hmm. army. That's true. That Not is this new army. Yeah. Fucking but he, asshole. Listen, I think he might have been through so much. He's gone a little uh, uh, from hell and back. Yeah, he's he's not he's not himself these days. Well, yeah. yeah, And, you know, and as you say, Mark gets a big goodbye scene. Well, first of all, young Mark has something very physically wrong with him, which is a big deal for Frage. Well, yeah, Frage, she's like, I got to I got to put all this. I got to actually work. Well, and the thing is about this death scene, it's like we we don't even know who this Mark guy is. Uh, Yeah, he might not even be on our side. Braytac's like crying over it. It's just like it's it's super drawn out. Tilk's in the back, just like Tilk's like, I'm your I'm your Padawan. Like, fuck Mark. Well, well, but well, Mark, so Mark d- dies. And Braytac is like trying it's sort of like he starts to try to hint to Tilk to like start leading the fight now. Cause he he's just like, I'm old, Tilk. I'm 174 years old. I can't be fighting forever even before this Braytac is like it was apophis and jack is like uh somebody teach that guy how to die mm. mm-hmm. and then there's this super dramatic close-up on Braytac that we're talking about and i'm like i want to be a total dick but i am so sick of Braytac. and like maybe he could teach apophis how to die <laughs> <laughs> and never well, apparently Ever not, because he never again. does it. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm almost like Tilk. Yeah, it help, it'll help them retire. I'm trying to figure out what's the motive. Why did this happen? Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're thinking about it. And they're like, well, yeah, possibly one. Like, there was so many. They could have just done it from space. He could just bombard it in space. But no, they had all yeah. his soldiers on the ground. And what Daniel, just, just like that. No, not, no, I don't know how, how his thought process works because he very quickly made the connection like, oh, yeah, they're looking for the Harcesis. Well, the, I mean, what my thought was, was that he already knew, he already knew this before the attack even happened. He knew the Apophis would be looking around. He's known that this is a thing. What has he been doing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Listen, Daniel would have gone to Chulak and let them know, but he was like, I don't know if that's a part of their culture. <laughs> so I can't warn them what, because what, warning warnings. isn't totally a part <laughs> of their culture. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I got to really respect their Broca situation. Well, and so uh, they tell Braytac this, and this is the first time Braytac's been he- heard about this Harcesis shit. Oh, right. And he's just like, blah, blah, blah. He's just like, blah, 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 <laughs> goes Braytac. Meanwhile, Teal'c is giving big screen motion picture face. <laughs> Okay, listen, the tight framing, all of this, it just, I want to say again, it works on Teal'c. He is fit for an epic. And then I was just like, no, can we get a single wide shot? Like, even the computer, like, there's a scene where they're, there's a computer and it's like an old school computer and they're watching the thing on it. And it's just kind of like, can we get, we, it's a close up on the computer screen. It's Commodore 64 or nice. something. And oh, good, they figured out where Keb is. That's what this computer screen's about. Oh, yeah. 
great text. Like, well, where do you think this kid's at? And Daniel's like, well, I we know it's a place on a place called Keb. And all Braytac says is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a legend. And, and it's like, hey, Daniel, Daniel. Yeah, you've been looking for it. You've been asking about it. You've been researching it. You've been doing anything. Any hoozles, I know where it is. Why, why is it this like, wait, wait, wait. And then like, try to like, and like, try to do something at the last minute. Shit. You did it with your wife. Oh. Now you're doing it with, with, with uh, your wife's kid. Yeah. Like fucking let's go boy obviously not working so go ahead and keep doing the same thing well i see oh uh, yeah all daniel would have had to do is to just go to chulak for like a day and ask and ask braytac literally anyone <laughs> or anyone and he would have gotten this information is that yes yeah, this place to go out would fear it they don't go there and the jaffa would go there after mm-hmm. their time uh when they could no I'm longer having a prim t- prim talk yeah, they prim can't. Ta, prim ta, they prim can't. Ta. They can't carry them anymore. Like they they get older. I didn't know that happened. I guess they're not immortal. Yeah, but they live for a long time. And oh fuck, Braytac cannot help rubbing that in throughout this episode about how many years he gets to live. Yeah, and how good of a tracker he is. Fucking oh my god, wide as oh my eyes god. can get. I'm. I, I have. Uh, I'm over. Listen, who was it? It's not, it's Tony Amendola, but who was I thought it was? It was. Oh, oh, not F. Marie Abraham. Yeah. Holy fuck. Do you, how much in this episode do I wish it were F. Marie Abraham? So much. Oh, man. Do you think that uh, SG1 fans are big fans of Tony Amendola? Mm, well, well, I mean, you know, probably just kind of just melded in with everybody else, you know, just. Uh... I don't know, because I'm a pretty big fan of MacGyver now, and I never even watched MacGyver, and mm. I'm a big fan of Chris Judge. And to be honest, I don't like Daniel, but I do like uh, Michael Shanks, and I like Amanda Tapping, but mm. do... And I like Daddy, but do I like Ray Tack? Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Not well, at well, all. Hey, well, hey, listener, the Bra- whatever Bray Tack contingent exists out there, listen to the SG fun. Uh, just, you know, just, you know, give us some leeway here, you know, uh, or, or tell us why you like him. Absolutely not. Listen, this is a Braytech hate podcast. <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, you can let us know at vertical watering hole at gmail.com, or you can tell us to go fuck ourselves in a five-star review, which is the only way we'll read it. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I get, per- I feel personally attacked when I get five-star reviews. If you want to attack me, it's a perfect way to do that. just so you know yeah i actually literally feel personally attacked anytime anyone tries to interact with me at all so so make it just make it a five-star review anyway it doesn't matter (laughs) i mean you could make it a one-star review if you want me to have a full-on crisis are you that kind of person wow wow that's petty and bitter don't do that like bray tech like yeah, that petty and bitter motherfucker. I wish you were petty and bitter. It'd be so interesting. Well, so, but, but yeah, just through this little interaction and they they figure out that it's probably, Keb is probably in what they call the Loch Nacor, a system of planets. And Carter helps them find it mm-hmm. in her sweet database of, which actually, this was cool. I, I liked, I like this computer bit right here. Because it was uh-huh. like, you got to see all the, the addresses. Totally. And I, then there I was this it. one address. There's this one like address. And he's like, Braytac's like, whoa, 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 what's that? I don't know that. 
And they're like, that must be Kev. Like we had two different address books. And this is like the, yeah, the yellow ones are from this one. The red ones are from this one. Listen, I'll give this to Braytech. His ability to remember like letter and number combinations is pretty incredible. Not as gr- not as incredible as his tracking or brilliant, but pretty good. <laughs> his tracking ability is right up there with Prince Humperdinck and the the six fingered man. So this is the zoom, the computer zoom shot that you were talking about, where we see a planet of some kind. And, oh right. Uh, and Daddy, he gives a great question. He's like, "So how do we know that for sure that this is Keb?" Like, and everyone's like, "We don't." Well, say so, yeah, Daddy. No, none of us ever said that. We we don't. Yeah. We're not. We're not sure. <laughs> how dare you? I never said that. We but legends tell Daddy, us. Daddy, stop putting stop putting words in my mouth, Daddy. If you don't put something else in my mouth, Daddy, it shouldn't be words. Legend tells us that Keb looks somewhat like the Western portion of Vancouver, British Columbia. <laughs> and what else would it look? Lo like? and behold, listen, who goes to Keb on this mission? Well, SG-1, obviously. SG-2 is going to roll in with them to help out. All right. I got a lot to say. I got a little to say about SG-2, but go ahead. Well, and of course, uh, someone invites themselves along. Uh, (laughs) Listen, SG-2 appears to be led by a major. Like, how did a major get to be in charge of SG-2 at the same motherfucking time? As when they replaced um, when they replaced Jack mm. as the leader of SG One, they were like, "Oh, Major's not a Colonel," mm-hmm. and they put in Colonel Makepeace. Did they already suspect Colonel Makepeace? And like, why did Sam put up with that bullshit? Well, yeah, yeah. If, if yeah, if Sam didn't know what was going on, she'd have been like, well, "Yeah, but what about SG Two and Six? They got yeah, what? like they all have majors. There's a lot of I'm majors." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like major major's not a tiny rank so major coburn i guess apparently okay all right yeah uh, and he is like seems green as fuck he's a he's like the youngest looking major in the world well, yeah i thought i thought sg2 was kowalski but i guess that's not happening kowalski's dead oh not kowalski uh ferretti right what happened to him they didn't want to pay that guy they want to pay the guy who came up with that guy. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, that's that. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, they're like <laughs> new characters only. We don't want to pay anybody. Even I don't know. Hey, Roland Emmerich. You, <laughs> thanks for the concept. Uh, we'll yeah, take go it from fuck here. Off. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. So, like, I'm I was kind of excited. I'm kind of because the whole concept of this place is a place of the gold fear. I was like, okay, cool. What do they got? So, yeah, we roll through the gate. We roll through the gate. And at least for once, the team is on guard going through the gate. Well, it's because SG2 is there. Oh, right. They just want to show up. Is <laughs> that a good example? And they're like, SG2, hold down. You hold down the fort here at the gate. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so SG1 and Braytac uh, go through and they, and they find some tracks very quickly. Right before they start talking about these tracks. Mm. There is a very bizarre uh, close closed in shot that is very much about Braytac's one shoulder cape. It is the whole shot. And then he flips it out of the way. And I'm like, how does that cape help him in battle? I think I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Or like, that was weird. how does it help him lead? And why is it 
so featured in this shot. Like the costume designer was probably cringing because they're like, look, it was supposed to be incidental. It's just supposed to add some like yeah. depth to the scene, not be like, you've made it a whole thing now. And it's now a, I look stupid. It's a shitty piece of fabric I bought for like $4. Like, right. And now I look stupid because why does he have it? He has to keep flipping out of the way. It's sort of like you have to do battle. You made your work, but here, here's some bangs that you have to keep flipping out of your face. It's like ridiculous. Anyway. Oh, yeah. well no ridic- ridiculous is this whole thing like i i so yeah this planet you know it just looks like any other planet nothing seems very special about it and they're just right. wandering around looking and it's just dramatization of tracks oh my god because the very first thing right is very princess bride the scene of tracking and extrapolating by footprint only they were running i was just like forrest gump was here you know what I feel like I did. I have the patience for this in the Princess Bride because I was a child when I watched it. Or did they just you knew do it, it was better? a joke, and they did it better because they were making a joke out of it. And the hard thing with this scene, this scene is, and the uh, scene that's coming up is they're being really serious. I do love, and I'm going to jump ahead and just I love the next time they do this, mm. and SG One is like, "Come on." <laughs> Like SG one is all of us. And I love that because this scene is just so like, so we're all just going to let it. Oh, there were like 27 people. Oh, I'm sorry. No, there were six. No, there were eight. Okay. Like they're walking. Nope. They were running. Yeah. It was this weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And these two went off and they came back with the, oh, and these, and these footprints, they're, uh, they're female footprints. I'm gendering footprints oh, right, now because the footprints have an open toed shoe, which is the That's shoe of the priestess. The and only nobody thing else, priestesses right, wear and nobody else does. Nobody uh, else does. No men with a, like a size a women's size eight it's like a, what a men's size six foot exists that's why <laughs> they don't make all they don't make shoes for them which they do but yeah they, you know what the best the best trail information is charge your fa well that's right after daniel gets attacked by a bird i know and sam's like i roll it's just a bird <laughs> like whoa whoa hey carter that bird that crow could have pecked out his eye very close do you like a good char on your jaffa Ooh, well i mean i do i like a nice yeah a nice uh char nice sear yeah you don't want just like sort of like you wouldn't want boiled jaffa this is well done though this is well done jaffa though. yeah it's a little too much yeah it's like charred th- all the way through i think it looks like it. it looks like it's just like you'd want to use it as the coals less less the food Ooh, and actually, now that we're talking about this, it's making me try to remember. Because at the time of watching this, I'm like, "What? None of this makes sense." Now, post the whole episode, okay. Now I think I see what's going on. Damn, because they find all eight bodies right. of the Jaffa, fucked, yeah. charred, and then the the lady person is shot. And yeah, and she and she got shot. Oh, okay. I was going to take a break to be like, hey, why has it been so long since you watched this episode, Tori? Is it because I fucked up and didn't show up <laughs> a couple of days ago? <laughs> but we don't have time for that because we have to get exactly to this ridiculous scene where they're like, she was car- she was carrying the child. And they're like, how could you possibly I f- know I f- that? Oh, like, Her hands it. are unbound. I-, I wrote it that Daniel was like, how the fuck do you know that? Even Jack and Sam are and like Carter. eye roll. Yeah, they're yeah. like, no, come. And and Tilk's like, he's he's 
really good. He's really, he's really good about this. Uh, and, well, and then, but here's the thing. And he's like, yeah, she was running away. They shot her and all this stuff. And she had the body. And then, so Daniel's like, okay, so what about the baby? Yeah. Like where the fuck's the baby? And fucking Braytac's like, oh, well. That I, I don't know. I can't guess that. I know everything else is not a guess, but I couldn't even guess where the baby is. Like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, Braytac. So there, there's no tracks. There's no baby. There's no thing of a baby lying on the ground. There's no tracks. Of there's no like these off. tracks are a little bit heavier than they should be indicating like an eight pound differential because someone was holding a baby. So, yeah, this is super weird. That there's no sign, don't you think, Braytac? Like, and if you're so good, maybe take a guess. Like, fucking hell. Or I'm, just shut the, like, <laughs> you don't, what's really annoying is how accurate, for the sake of the show, apparently in the script, how accurate all this bullshit is. Well, oh, oh, well, <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Like, see, tra- tracking is a big part of lots of like fantasy, sci fi stuff. You know, it, it's like a thing. Me personally, I've, I've never, I can't, connect with that kind of the idea that like someone could be so perceptive that they right. can see these things. I can't, I can't imagine. No, that. no especially not someone like Braytac. I mean, oh, well. he's like totally, I <laughs> just, sorry, but he's like super neurotypical and like, I just feel like these are weird connections he's making and I just don't ex- No. Anyways, they are walking around and they see like this huge compound, temple looking compound across the field. And they're like, and Braytech is like, Keb. And like, Dude, is Keb a planet or is Keb a huge temple? Or is it like kind of like both, like where you could be like New York State and New York City? You're like <laughs> Keb planet and Keb temple? Keb spa. Yes. Yeah, because we, we roll over there. Got, it looks pretty good. It looks very immaculately clean. And soups East Asian. Oh, yeah. Asian influence. Uh, Is it weird how Asian equals alien and sci-fi sometimes? Or, well, uh, uh, even uh, better question that it equals Martha Stewart in 2000, according to O'Neill. Oh, <laughs> you're right. That's a much better question. Well, the- <laughs> Well, it made me think, was Martha Stewart going through like a little phase like that in like her show back then? Is that like the thing? What I remember of Martha Stewart from that time is all khaki pants and denim shirts, chambray. I mean, that's everything. With a white t-shirt underneath. Yeah. Mm. She must have had an easy time transitioning to prison wardrobe. Given that's what she fucking wore for a decade on her show. Burn. (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) Oh my God. Is Martha Stewart going to come for me now? (laughs) But yeah. uh, Well, and okay. But yeah. And then it's it's so weird because like they're sitting in the courtyard and and Daniel starts to put his shit away. And O'Neill's like, what are you doing? And yeah, right, Lee, right? What are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. There's something about this place. I don't think we should be waving our guns around. I'm getting a no weapons vibe. Okay, yeah. man. And they're, by the way, they are quick to disarm themselves based on that vibe. Well, not O'Neill, though. O'Neill's keeps. This is confusing because they start putting their guns down, but later on, O'Neill still has his gun. Yeah, because I, yeah, he just did it for Daniel. Like, he doesn't, he's like, I don't forget. That's fuck. probably true. He set it down and immediately picked it back up when nobody was watching. And so, and so then Daniel, uh, unholstered, starts walking and he's like, everyone, wait here. 
And Braytac's like, no. Not me. I have some you. fancy cape walking to do on my way into the <laughs> temple. And I'm like, that's why he has a cape. So he can do fancy cape things when he's walking. <sighs> All right. I don't even remember what fancy cape things he did. I wish my notes were more specific. But I think he like flung his cape around and like maybe held his cape up like a big ball gown and then like, walked up the steps and then was like, oh, my God, me and my cape. It's amazing. Like recognize like somebody appreciate my cape. I'm just waiting for someone to say one thing about my cape and then I'll let it go. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. That's great. Talk. <laughs> well, and, and he's super excited because even though previously he was like, Keb, that's just this myth. It's something we talk about mm-hmm. now. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Keb it's is real. real. It's, real. it's I, real. I've been thinking about this place every day my whole life actual line which makes uh no sense yeah because he didn't think it was real yeah yeah, yeah but, but now yeah he's he's enamored he's acting like a mormon who got to collab and he's like who's like i've been thinking about this every day my whole life because i believe it was real no well him and daniel enter you know one one of the indoor spaces and i'm yeah i was just like great looking spot this is so this is jafai afterlife they just go and have an eternal fucking sauna. This is amazing. I love I'm it. I'm like, can that be my afterlife? And I don't want to be dark, but I'm willing to start right now. <laughs> I'm, I am available today. Hey, I guess I'm, that it's kind of dark. <laughs> it sounds just like it's just kind of like better than even when I go to get a massage during my real life. Yeah, you don't have to tip here. I just want to sit around and have somebody placate me by letting me pretend I can light candles with my mind. Light candles with your mind, you know, yeah, all this Walk stuff. Walk through walls and all kinds of cool shit. Well, so yeah, and they're just looking around. A monk uh, appears out of nowhere. Like a Buddhist. Uh, as they do. Um, and This guy, uh, yeah, like a super Buddhist looking monk shows up. And he's just like, okay. And here, and here's... <laughs> And he says, blah, 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 blah. I think you want some racist shit. This is the racist shit right that here. That sounds African. Oh, oh, oh. No, no. This Daniel's no, like. More racist shit? Okay. Well, you well, go no, well, me, he, he's I'll like, go after you. He's like, sounds tribal or African. <gasps> that's what he said. Oh, that's what he said. Oh, my God. All I caught was sounds African. And I was like, hey, Tori, I was just wondering, do you speak African? No, I, no, I don't know. No, the official language of the country of Africa. Oh, isn't there like thousands of languages? Of- what? <laughs> Shut up. Do you mean like, do you mean like almost every person in Africa speaks like five different dialects or lang- full languages? Or do they just speak African or tribal? Dasala. Yeah, this yeah. is this so is tribal. Some, this is some garbage work. No, no, no. Okay, but he, well, here's the one that here's the one that I caught on, because after they're saying all this stuff, they're just staring at each other, and Braytac looks at him and he's like, "I believe he wishes us to take off our boots." From what? How the fuck? Where did that come from? Listen, you have to suspend all of the disbelief to engage in this episode. Yes, you do. And like your dis- your belief will come up and you have to be like, absolutely not. <laughs> like what? Like what? What is this? Oh, oh, it's somewhat Asian influenced. And then eventually we're like, oh, my God. And eventually we're like, this is a proto Buddhist. But like in the meantime, you're like, I would have to be like on edibles to be like, oh, cool. 
At which time I probably still would be like, oh, cool. I'd be like, what the what? So many things happen in this one moment. The Asian thing, the African thing, the tribal thing. Well, and not to mention those boots take a while to take off. Like steel toe boots. That's a whole thing. Like you got to bend down. Great tech is steel capped boots, steel knee steel need boots oh yeah and yeah I'm, I'm sure that takes even it's just yeah also can i just say like the monk is like who cares because like the body matters not and i'm like mm. oh you're like fully dieseled so that must be pretty easy to say that's sort of like somebody who that's like somebody who starved themselves into a size two going like i don't even care about body size <laughs> like you guys are hung up on body size and that's really weird for you yeah, I'm I'm like of all the things that I thought that, that that would be happening on Keb, some really cool, weird anti-gold technology of some kind. I'll show nope. nope, it's just this dude in a space who wants to kill no reem uh and do nothing else. This guy is pretty fucking annoying. Yeah, I hate it. I I fucking I I I hate yeah. it. I hate it. Oh my god! And he all he does is speak in metaphors, and I'm with Jack. I'm with Jack, who's like, "Fuck this! Fuck! 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 Fuck this!" Yeah, his metaphors are really weird. Like, I wrote down my favorite, and this was my favorite both last (laughs) the first time I watched it and this this second watching. And I'm jumping ahead, so we'll go back. But if you immediately know the candlelight is fire, then the meal was cooked a long time ago. What (laughs) I know. That's my favorite line of all his bullshit, but all his bullshit is exactly like that. Uh, yes. And so, yeah, they're, they're, Daniel and Braytac are sitting there. And, and what Daniel says is, oh, he's speaking in the Zen codes. Oh, he said that. I missed that. I just got him going. Is that a I think, thing? I think this is going to take a while. I don't know what the Zen the codes are. Zen, the Zen codes. Yes, I mean... I'm not a Zen Buddhist, but I'm going to go with, I'm just going to take a wild shot here and be like, no. (laughs) And be like, no. And, and say that language isn't coded. That's a sophisticated way of talking about speaking about things in metaphor. Yeah. That is part of a particular religious sect, which has a time and a place. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily this time or this place. Uh, which O'Neill rightly points out when he rolls in there, and his his best line, in my opinion, is the monk says some stupid shit, and he's and he's like, "I'm all for subtlety, but that is downright encrypted." Yeah, that's pretty good. Yes, <laughs> I totally agree with that. I'm with O'Neill. As I think O'Neill might be my favorite person. <laughs> I don't mean on the show. Oh. I mean- <laughs> Oh man! Well, then you you're gonna love the uh, O'Neill fan site website that I found. Oh, do which I'll tell well, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it uh, uh, in a bit. But uh, listen, okay. So listen, Daniel, lol, is like I think this is gonna take a while because all the weird metaphor. And then at this point, the camera is so close. Mm. It, the camera is like now poor cam. It's like we're not trying to do close-ups of face. We're trying to show you all the pores. Yeah, that's true. Maybe get off, get off, get off of everybody's face so hard. <laughs> Whoa, just just pull back just for just for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Daniel goes in. 
Daniel's in. He's like, I'm here for the for the Harcesis. That's that's my boy. I said I would do it. I'm gonna do it. And Braytac is like, me too, for some reason, because this is all pretty exciting to me. Well, yeah. So they're doing the meditation and stuff. Outs and and the thing is, is like I'm still like on the like I'm still it everything there's something off about all of it. You know, I get that a little bit because outside Tilk and Carter are just hanging out and Tilk sees some weird shit in the water. And like, he's like, I do not like this place. It makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, what is that about? What was that about? I, that was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was thinking like, because this is there's something weird about Keb. So I'm like, they're mm-hmm. going to they're going to reveal it eventually. You know, look, and I hate to do this because it's not a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> saw a pot wraith from DS9 <laughs> and I'm sorry everybody but what else do you call that shit he saw like a thin cloud that moved quickly over the water mm. okay sure but any hoozles inside you got Daniel Braytac and, and this monk and the monk is like yo Braytac you got a deep evil living inside of you and Braytac's like um yeah it's my primtar yeah. and like he's, you're gonna have to take it out if you want to walk the path and Braytac's like oh yeah no nope not gonna die for enlightenment because and I feel that because like what even can you do with enlightenment if you're dead for it <sighs> Well, yeah. There's no promise that there's anything after enlightenment. Uh, Are you willing to die for enlightenment? Listen, I've been living 47 years, a pretty unenlightened life. And am I willing to die for enlightenment? I probably. Yeah, actually. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're going to, if you can risk, if you risk dying for enlightenment, that's one thing. But he's basically saying like, that's the only thing that Jaffa can do. They can only come here once they're past their Primta hosting stage. And so Braytac's like, yeah, I got here a little early because we're on a different mission. We're doing something different. So, but thank you for telling me all this. I'm glad I got a sneak peek into the afterlife. Thank you. I'll be coming back here at some point. But I'm going to take my boots and go. go (laughs) Daniel and Daniel's like, well, I don't want to die either. And he's like, oh, you don't have to. You don't have the same demon within you. There's some there's some other shit going on, though. There's some there's some other stuff. But (laughs) yeah, like because I've I've got like, okay, Daniel doesn't have the same evil within him. But like um, fully, we're talking about a human being, right? I don't think it's fair that Braytac is judged for his primtar. Oh, oh yeah. at all because Braytac <laughs> is probably nicer than I am. Well, well, yeah. Well, the well, the whole thing had me thinking that like one, there's either something specific about little Gouldie that prevents this type of stuff. Whenever maybe it's this happen, one, happen. this is a bad Gouldie that that he's carrying. He should come back with a different one. Well, no, just that and any of them, like even the existence of one in the temple, like fuck shit up or something like that. But no, that's not fair because what if you accident, like what if uh Braytac got a Primtar and that one happened to be one that was destined to be a Tokra? Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a moral thing. I, th- I think I, what I was thinking when I heard that was that there's some there's some there's some element to them that prevents whatever is going to happen to happen. Well, that's racist. Oh, well, 
<laughs> well, fair enough. It's that's an essentialist argument, sure. But the thing is, is spoiler alert: we learn that that's not the case anyway. Like the episode. Wait, we goes, do. We learn that's not the case. I missed that. Tell me more. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, but right. this whole we do that thing that's that Dan, thing. the whole thing that Daniel learns is all a ruse. Everything is a ruse anyway. Okay, so you're saying because everything ends up being a ruse that this is all some bullshit said to to get Braytac out of the room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I can get down with that. So anyway, the monk says. If you immediately know the candle is fire, then the meal was cooked a long time ago. And Daniel says, what? And I really agree with Daniel really harder than I ever have in this scene. What? Like, I thought a while about that. And I don't know what that means. It's it's difficult. It's That's a difficult one. Yeah, I think it might make sense. Like, it's the kind of thing where like, ah, I think that might make sense. But it would like I would have to try to write a whole paper about that sentence before I understood it, Um, which is nobody's grading me. There's no one to submit it to. So I will not be writing that paper. Uh, Well, I'm kind of with you with Daniel, because like, you know, as the monk is telling him to do all this shit, blow out the candle with your mind, finding the limits of Daniel's play along with their culture mentality. He's like, nah. which, by the way, he doesn't have any. Oh, well, it turns out. Yeah, because he does go along with this. He's ends. like, he's like, everyone watch. I can move your gun. I can make not just the cannibal, but fire out of the middle of the room. I can walk through walls. I'm and, he's, and he's doing it with and he's doing it with. The, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like stoned. You know what I'm saying? Like he's 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 stoned from the enlightenment. You know what I'm saying? This is so unfair because. Jack gets to quip all the time. Yeah. Daniel makes one little quip where he's like, where the monk lights the candle, blows it out and lights it. And Daniel blows it out with his mouth and the monk lights it again with his mind. And Daniel's like, ha ha ha. Is this a trick candle? And the monk's like, put your hand in it. And I'm like, okay, so Jack gets to consequence, (laughs) consequence free quip all the time but the second daniel does it it's like <laughs> burn your flesh <laughs> and so he does he puts his hand right in it and then you hear a little sizzle and that's daniel's hand because obviously and he's like why did you make me do that and he's like why did you do it this is very fun. gaslighting yeah, th- yeah oh yeah this is fun I, th- I think i think yeah the monk does, doesn't have much respect for him because like because even i he- mean <laughs> I mean, the monk watched the broken divide. So there you go. Well, he's like, he's like, yeah, why do you want to find this, this kid or whatever? And Daniel explains it. And even the monk's like, oh, okay. okay. No, not your son, huh? Delmar Holcomb. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, what are you yeah. doing, buddy? <laughs> I don't know this whole thing. They're stealing from the matrix is what they're doing. They're like, they took the spoon scene and they're like, let's just make it a candle instead. Wait, was the matrix out yet? Uh, 1999, if I remember correctly. Stop it! The Matrix came out in 1999? I think so, yeah. Don't try to bend the spoon. That's impossible. There is no spoon. You know, they're just stealing from that shit. All right. Well, you know, why not? Because because well, yeah, in 2022, yeah. people will be like, wait, what? The Matrix is out before this? <laughs> 2022, people will be like, I guess you came up with it first. That's amazing. 
I mean, that's I'm speaking for myself. Our memories, our people, memories are jumbled. We, we, yeah, they get all jumbled up. I can't. I don't have a catalog <laughs> of exactly what year what happened. Well, uh, later that evening, Jack is pissed, and I am with him. But before Jack gets pissed, Daniel can light candles with his mind, and I am like, this is the best retreat anyone's ever been on. Can you imagine going to a meditation retreat and at the end you're like, I can light candles with, with my mind. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've been, I've been on a couple where that's sort of implied as part of the conclusion. Is Have that, you ever walked away lighting candles? Uh, no, no, I, no, I, I, uh, never got, and never got my money back either. So yeah, yeah it's in the contract. It's in the contract. Because they know nobody's going to light a candle with their fucking mind. But Daniel those, does. None of those places were as sweet as this, you know? Pretty sweet. Dude, Jack's like, I've had enough. Let's fuck it. Like, I'm, let's, we came here for a reason. Yeah. And Daniel's Do like, you have the kid? Does look he at have the walls. The look at the walls. The aliens built these long ago. He's basically like, they're instructions for a higher plane of existence. And, and, right? and this stuff inspired the stuff, the sort of Buddhist stuff back on Earth. And so Jack comes in and he's like, WTF, what the fuck? Let's go home. I'm on his and side. He's, and he's brought his gun in, even though he put it down earlier. I'm on his side, too. And then suddenly somebody with their mind takes Jack's gun and moves it out of his hand and fucking points it at him. Let's yeah. talk about this, mm -hmm. because this it turns out Daniel thinks this is him doing it. So this is somebody letting Daniel use their powers to bent to bent to his will. And Daniel's first action is to point Jack's gun at Jack. And I'm like, oh my God, Daniel is so pissed off that he is out of best friend contention. Oh yeah. That he is willing to point Jack's gun on Jack because that's pretty fucking extreme. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's like beyond the pale in terms of gun safety. I mean, that's super fucked up to do like yeah. you're that you're saying we aren't best friends. I get we're not best friends and you may not have like explicitly closed the door. So let me do it for you <laughs> for my own sense of dignity. I will point this gun at you. Well, I would say passive aggressive. This is aggressive aggressive. But like but it's like, yeah, this is going to come to a head at some point. It's got to. It's got to. Right. But Jack is very chill about it. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, why is the monk doing that? And then Daniel's all like, ah, that was me. I'm <laughs> doing it. Do you want to watch me make a fire in the middle I of got, the room? I can do all sorts of stuff now, Jack. I have powers. Yeah. And I very much just am like, boom, I believe I have powers. I'm a real magical thinker for a scientist. Oh, <laughs> remember, remember we had a conversation about like, in, in essence, who do we think the most magical thinker is in the crew? And we did land on Daniel. That makes sense. Because he, of the three, well, okay, we it's all, like no contest. Well, we had almost thought that Teal could be in the running, but he made that quite apparent, like in a couple episodes, that he's not down for any of that shit. TBH in this episode, a little later on, I am like, whoa. He'll oh well, <laughs> yeah. See, I know you exactly know what I'm talking what, about. We'll get exactly there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Listen, I have a note that says, "I have a note." Help me out, Tori. Uh -huh. I have a note that just says, "Yes, Sam." 
concealed technology. Oh, well, uh, because Carter finally rolls into the into the interior space. And yeah, and she's kind of pissed, too, because like she's like, Daniel, we came here for a reason. The and, heresis. Yeah. And Daniel goes pyro on her. And he's like oh, right. creating this huge fucking fire in the middle of the right? room. Away and, from the candle. Apropos of nothing. Yeah. Nobody's asked for this. And at this point, yeah, he's he's trying to get her into the cult immediately. And and she's like, yeah, but like I would if this is actually happening, I'd bring in stuff. You know, she goes to science. Yes. And she's like, like, there's got to be an explanation, Daniel. Like, just relax for one second. And she has some kind of technology with her that kind of like is like, man, maybe this is happening. <laughs> I just don't remember specifically what because all I wrote was concealed technology. Oh, I know what it was. She's saying that that the people who run this spa are using concealed technology potentially. And she would want to check for that. Yeah. 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 There's there's she's like, there's something in yeah. this room. That's... Meanwhile, Daniel sounds 100 percent pathological. <laughs> Yeah, no, he yeah, he's on psychedelics or something right now. Like he's Yeah, he's just like, no, look, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Matter's not real, nothing's a problem. Follow me. And it only makes it more absurd when later, spoiler alert, it's all not he wasn't drunk. He was drinking non-alcoholic drinks the whole time. <laughs> figuratively he's like, speaking. Man, I'm really feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really feeling it. And everyone's like, those were just regular gummy bears. There was no yes. meat in those. Yes. Except this was and uh, fucking super ego enlightenment uh, that he was like fucking making. Okay. <laughs> at this point, I just want to tell you at this point, as Daniel's like transcending humanity, I'm just like, oh, shit. Is this my favorite episode that ever happened? It's not, by the way. But at this point, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Something very special is happening to Daniel. I think this is my favorite episode. <laughs> Yeah, it only took one evening of meditation. Yep. Yeah. Come 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 to Keb. Keb Keb Jaffa Spa. Uh satisfaction so guaranteed. You're telling me if I got a doctorate degree in archaeology, it would only take me one evening to transcend into a being who could move matter with my mind. Well, apparently. I feel like I did a bad job by going to social work school. Hey, you know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some bad decisions were made. Yeah, uh, I mean, this isn't my first indication, BT dubs. No, one other thing I was thinking about as this was going is when they're meditating, I was like, oh man, why doesn't Teal go in there? Like, uh, why doesn't Teal go he, in he there? He killed Marines all the time. Yeah, he's a hella meditator. Like, that's like his happy place. He's like good at it. So wait a fucking second. So my whole thing about earlier when like Gouldies like fucked that shit up. Well, it doesn't fuck his shit up. Mm-mm. In fact, it helps heal him. Uh-huh. Wow. Gaslighting. This what Keb- are we talking about right now? Oh, we're just I'm just saying that Keb is a gas gaslight. That monk is just a gaslighting motherfucker. He's making everybody feel bad. If Daniel's being gaslit when he's like like able to make that big fire and he thinks he's doing it himself. That's some gaslighting, right? There's even fire. I've experienced this myself. No. And you pro- maybe <laughs> listener, good listener, you too. Yeah. 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 Have experienced this kind of feeling. And so, you know, very deeply where I'm coming from. And I just want you to know you're not alone. You, you're not alone. That's right. That's right. No, we're all here uh, chilling at the vertical watering hole, drinking, drinking whiskey. 
yeah. uh, feeling connected to each other. And so, but anyway, I know. And while all this is happening, is the Jaffa are descending on mass, and Jack O'Neill's like, backup, lots of backup. We need lots of backup. Oh, we, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, Apophis somehow learned about Keb as well. Even though, by the way, what do you mean learned about Keb as well? Who were those Jaffa that were charcoaled in the forest? Were those Amanets Jaffa? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, perhaps. Oh, you know what? Maybe if that that was Apophis's OG crew, he always knew about Keb. But then, why would he look in Chulak and destroy half of his OG crew looking for the Harcesis when he knew it was on Keb? Listen, if you have an answer to Tori's question, please either answer it in a five star review. Uh, your yeah. podcatcher of choice or let us know at verticalwateringhole.com because we are like yeah this is shameless please 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 give us five stars but also like actually very interested in anyone's response to this well tilt gives a weird line where he's like amanuet like apophis basically would have known amanuet's plan would he though? Because yeah, it's like just, it's a weird line. It's a weird thing that TLC men says. all often think that other men really understand like the women that the second man is with, <laughs> but do they though? Oh. Because they often don't. <laughs> well, yeah, the Jaffa are coming in in mass. Like Braytac and Teal go check it out, and it's like fucking a whole army. It's like, wait a second, this is fucked. Like O'Neill was totally right. Uh, so while Braytac and Tilk are looking at the Jaffa, Daniel Daniel's like, "All right, well then I'll I'll go." And then he's like, "Goodbye, monk." The monk disappears. Daniel walks through a wall and finds the Harcesis. Uh, Listen, I have some questions about this baby. Yeah. <laughs> Why some... is this baby so recessive? Recessive. Genetically speaking. Oh. <laughs> This is a baby of two Egyptian humans. And this is the most like blondest, blue eyed, whitest baby I've ever seen in my life. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Eye color literally the same as Daniel's and I can barely see his fucking irises. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I thought the same thing and I was like, was there something weird about the Harcesis? Is the Harcesis like an albino or something? Like, Oh no, the Harcesis is just the master race. So don't worry. Oh, okay. Where does this show go? I don't know, but I hope it's somewhere better than where it is today. Because listen, also I have some questions about this like very white, super white and all the ways alien that's caring for the baby. And like, sure, it's all good to be like, Daniel, I'm going to pretend you can walk through walls. And Daniel, I'm going to make you realize you can't really walk through walls. It was me the whole time. But also I'm just going to like, a white lady in white fabric who's like looks like a cult member and i'm just going to kind of be glowing not say gonna, anything not say yeah a you're gonna talk ever. and i'm just gonna stare at you and you're gonna take that as like i agree with you but also good questions are how do i as this weird entity feed this baby play with this baby and parent this baby yeah, yeah change his diapers yeah, uh, who's, who's changing the diapers on this that monk, baby? That was that monk doing that? Like in between? Are they magically taking the <laughs> shit out of the diaper for the baby? 
Like, are they magically like mm, diaper dry now? I had all these questions too. I had all these questions yeah. too. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and well, yeah, because Daniel like picks up the child, and and he he looks like he's gonna go away, but like this nun or uh, who sort of like is the sorceress from He Man, and it's like da- <laughs> Daniel goes through like all the gaslighting and 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 thoughts he's like i'm gonna take him i'm gonna take it you wanted me to feel good you wanted to make sure that i i could protect the child oh wait no none of those powers are mine were they oh they weren't i guess i'm the boy's better off here without me is that what you were telling me the whole time but right now okay right now where daniel is standing in front of the wall and he says none of these powers are mine right but like how funny would it have been if daniel had at least tried to walk through the wall with the baby and the and the baby gives it a little like yeah yeah, and he's like, boom, because <laughs> the, the the whatever lady of the lake is like, no, nah, I'm done. That would have made more. That would have that would have been that would have been a nice like wake up call. Better wake up yeah, call visually. Yeah, for Daniel. because he fully believed. Yeah, I'm a magical being. So like for him to be like so dope of a human is to realize like, oh, I can't do magic. is kind of unrealistic. I like the idea of him bumping his nose right into the right into the wall <laughs> no that would have been, that would have been awesome but yeah but that's but but it's like they are making him feel so embarrassed Good. and they're using that emotion to make him realize that he can't protect the baby that's fine do you think that's bad <laughs> well, it's just a it's a strategy Sure, it's a strategy. It's just I mean, it's not, Jesus it's not Christ, one I, man! It's not one I'd like used on me. <laughs> but I don't mind this. It's like, it's like it's like wow, like yeah, you're not you're not really capable of of much on an intergalactic scale, which is what's going to be needed to protect this baby from all the hostels. Uh, Daniel Jackson, you're yeah, just an archaeologist fact- from Towery. Yeah, from Tauri. You helped. You helped. I don't know. It's unclear. Did Daniel help the baddies find the Harcesis or did the Daniel was Daniel step behind them because of those baddies? We have to think that Apophis knew about Kev. Yeah, right. And Apophis is fucking crazy. Here's the thing that tracks everything that motherfucker's been through. That motherfucker's just gone totally wild. And he would definitely like definitely take this risk. All the other gold are afraid of Heb, not our Keb, not me. That answers my that answers one of my questions, actually, because I was like, if they're so afraid of it, one, what are they afraid of? Well, that I'm, that question still isn't answered. But yeah, look, he's escaped from hell. What yeah. does he have? To he doesn't fear? give a shit. OK, I like it. You've been to hell and back. Yeah, you were in hell and you were like, now I'm in charge and I'm going back. What are you afraid of? <laughs> spiritually speaking. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. A, a, a little, a little Eastern uh, Asian architecture influenced spa in the middle of uh, the forest. <laughs> Not that. Not that. Not that. So, yeah. The Jafar there on mass, the, the SGC deployments have asked for backup. And the Jaffa, there's too many of them. They'll well, never win. No, what O'Neill, he's like, hey, SG2, go back through the gate to get reinforcements. Which they don't do, right? Well, it's like you, this team that's already there, go back and then no, bring more dumb. people. And we never see SG2 do this. We just see more people come. Yeah. Well, and then and O'Neill's like, all right, everyone, they're about to come here. 
defensive positions. And what are their defensive positions? Uh, uh, behind Charlie's some, Angels. Is it like Charlie's Angels guns? Well, it's small wooden. They're, they're, they hide behind some small wooden columns. And, yeah. and Teal can break tack hide behind some shrubs. <laughs> some shrubs. Bulletproof shrubs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, listen. And Daniel comes out. So yeah, so in yeah, the middle of this. Out, Every, yeah. There's like a firefight and Daniel comes out. And for some reason, the Jaffa don't just shoot Daniel straight away, which is the most, like the least plausible part of this whole scene. But but Daniel is like imploring Jack, please put your guns down. Listen, some shit's about to go down that you don't understand. And if you've ever trusted me, you'll put your guns down. Nothing. Jack's like, you are off my best friend's potential list. He does not put his guns down. Nope, not at all. <laughs> well, look, what makes what... Jack finally put his guns down? It's not Daniel. Oh, it's Tilk. Okay. Tilk puts down his spear first. Yeah. Before anybody else. So maybe do you think Tilk and Daniel will be best friends? Oh, didn't we already talk about that? We talked about that in a couple episodes ago. Oh, they are best friends. Well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're like the O'Neill didn't pick us club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That seems Well, it's it's fine that O'Neill is reticent about this because the monk's there and he asks them to leave and they the, the main Jaffa just shoots the motherfucker. And so he's like, Daniel... The guns are working. They're going to shoot us. What the fuck are you talking about? Like the fucking Jaffa leader keeps just like talking words. <laughs> and I don't understand well, what's like going on. I mean, right he, fi- he finally shoots because once they do put all their guns down, he's like, all right, sweet. Okay. All right, everybody just all right, we got it. Free shot. Shoot, 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 shoot. But no, uh, we got a little do sex machina happening here. Yeah, this is now this is some Indiana Jones shit where like this entity came right out of the um, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it shoots through everybody who's looking or who has a gun up and kills them. Well, did you did you notice the main Jaffa guy has this weird armor on? It's like metal. It's like this like metal armor. And I'm like, holy shit, like bad, bad decision, my guy. Like that's conductive as fuck. That lightning oh, yeah, that's going to come out get... the side. <laughs> oh, that's me bad. No, I didn't notice that. That's... Yes, amazing. And it does. It Listen. conducts to him, to the rest of his crew, killing all of them. <laughs> Listen, these paw wraiths from the Ark of the Covenant come out, and I've got a big question. Yeah. Because the next thing we see, Tilk and yes. Braytac yes. do this very weird religious yes. Wakanda symbol. Yes. Like it's it's like pre-Wakanda, but it's so it's like religious in this context thing with their arms. And I'm like, aren't they both atheists now? Like they, don't they understand, like, if it looks like a god, it's an alien, which is totally the case here. What religion are they practicing? Because because mm. nobody comes to Keb. So, like, it shouldn't be this religion. Yep. No, I, I yeah, I have what? all that. The ever loving fuck. Well, yeah, my question was, do they know who she is? Like, do they? Of course they don't. Braytac didn't say anything about it. Nope. Uh, they shouldn't. No one should know who she is. Nobody should know, which is great because she takes off with the baby. 
oh yeah she yeah she just grabs a baby and just and and then o'neill has to like talk to the major he's like all right major uh so there's going to be open uh, the stargate's going to open one two there's going to be this weird flash of light that's going to roll through uh, put all your guns down don't, and don't look at just it don't shoot don't yeah don't, don't look at it <laughs> <laughs> close your eyes what close your eyes okay and so i'm like wait a second so this alien this alien had like is like this almost omniscient sort of like alien but has to use a stargate almost omniscient because if you listen this is how simplistic this alien's thinking is for something so like evolved and omniscient they're like holding gun equals bad not holding gun equals good which is just sort of like what an easy to manipulate entity oh my god because it took forever for daniel to be like put your guns down and for them to listen and like none of the Jaffa listened, which is weird because they could also hear Daniel. And then like the entity waited until Daniel had told everybody to put their guns down and they finally listened, not to Daniel, but to like Teal Braytac. And then they <laughs> yeah. killed everybody who had a gun. And not to mention this entity, like we, there's several cutaways of like the moon and like this like dark black smoke coming out of it. I'm like, what is oh this? Oh my God, what even was that? I know at times I, you know, I was watching the moon in the, in the smoky cloud cutaway. And I was like, is it fire season in the good old PNW or something else happening here? Like now that we have fire season, but I was just like, wait, wait, are there entities in the cloud? And then it was never clear. I'm not sure what that meant. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess it did sort of like, well, okay, so the Goa'uld, wool they don't like coming to this planet, obviously, because it's the aliens there are, they will fuck people up. But it's not Goa'uld wool specific, apparently. It's just they'll no. fuck anybody up who's like... Who has arms. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, that's, that's, that's the end of the episode. The hey, Tori. Uh, yeah. Were you comforted by this episode? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I hated this episode. I hated oh, this episode. I did not like it Me too. at all. Me too. None of it makes sense. <laughs> Nothing. I went, uh, nope. I'm not comforted by this at all. I hate this episode so much. Although I will say, because I have questions like literally right after this, but some of them have been answered. Why did the goal go out world fear the place? Because of that weird black smoke stuff. Uh, uh, because was the sorceress always there? Uh, wh- why did she fake all the pyrokinesis and telekinesis to embarrass Daniel? Was that the best strategy? Did the Jaffa accidentally? Like, could they not have just told Daniel with words, "Look, we have all this to take care of him, and you don't"? Yeah, that would have been so use your much... words, sorceress. Use your words. Also, I just this episode is so dumb. I did not like it. I hated it. I don't like it at all. And 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 you know the least comforting part for me? Hmm. The extreme close-ups. Of I, I guess so. <laughs> I was just like It was just uncomfortable. It, it was like a student horror film. Mm. E, 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 you know, it was just sorry for everybody that I made that sound. It didn't <laughs> it was worse than I thought it would be. Anyways, ditto. I okay. was not comforted. All right. All right. Well, Yo, Tori. Yeah. Did you find yourself a yay, a may, and a nay, or a yeah, me, nay? Meaning you found yourself somebody who, like, if I had to pick anyone in this episode, I'd be that one. Mm. If I had to pick nobody, like, somebody not to be, I'd pick that one. And if I were just like, I guess, whatever, I'd be that one. 
And tell me why. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, okay. My yeah is O'Neill. Okay. Just he's bringing that down to earth sass, which was so needed. <laughs> down it's... to earth sass is the name of my memoir. <laughs> I, I I no yeah O'Neill was the only person I really connected to in this in this episode. Okay. All uh, right. My net is Apophis's main Jafar. Uh, yeah, one tough job. It's like find the Harcesis, but then gets to the right planet. Almost it's within his grasp, uh, but he wore metal armor, and uh, it's, that's com- that's conductive as fuck, Huge. and gets fucked because of that. Uh, yeah. So that's my net. My met is the sorceress, uh, the the glowing white lady. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool powers, bro. Um, pretty cool gig, but she also's got to be taking care of that baby. Ah! We have the same met for the same reason. <laughs> I put meh, alien, cool powers, but also baby. <laughs> nice, nice. Yep, yep. Uh, what about your that. yeah and nah? All right, my yeah is Daniel because he oh. thought he was magic for a while. And that seems amazing. I'd love to think I was magic, even if it was only for like an hour. Oh, but what about that come down though? I'm not thinking about the come down. Oh. Nobody thinks about the come down. Like I'm drunk right now. Am I thinking about the come down? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm not. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. And my net is, yeah, the Jaffa. No, nice. Uh, I'll die. All right. It's pretty easy. Listen, Tori, mm-hmm. are you a fan of this show? Uh, You know what? You know what? Yes. Yes, I am. In the end. Yes. In the end. Yeah. In the end. Not this episode. Though. Not this episode. Not a fan of this episode. And actually, I just, I looked on IMDb, 7.6. That's not a bad rating. That means people like this episode. That is like, what? That makes me feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Ooh, although it is, well, it's, yeah, it's about average, actually. It's about average for this, for the series. Tori, we're only two episodes from the end of season three. <sighs> That's true. That's true. Um, you Do tell, I know what happens you, next week? You want, yeah. You want to tell the, the listeners yeah. what's going on? I, I'm desperate to tell them. Oh. <laughs> well. It's season three, episode 21, Crystal Skull. Oh, my God. All right. Listen. Listen. Listen listen closely and carefully. The SGC send a mount to a huge pyramid, and inside they discover a crystal skull like the one Jackson's grandfather found many years before. Or Indiana Jones found in the worst Indiana Jones movie that I never finished. SG-1 visit the planet, and whilst Daniel is looking into the eyes of the skull as his grandfather did, an energy field envelops him. Teal fires his zat at the skull, but Daniel has disappeared. Carter collapses, and the team, minus Daniel, return to the SGC. Teal returns to collect the crystal skull, but will he be able to find Daniel? Whoa. Crystal right. skulls, man. Well, you know what? I Yeah, no, this makes sense because I think there was the beginning of the crystal skull fad around this time in 2000. Oh, is this when they started making, Dan Aykroyd started making the vodka in the crystal skull? Well, no, that was a little, I think this is like the, this is the beginning tendrils of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Do you ever I, have that, that crystal skull vodka? Uh, no, no. It's just vodka. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, no. Uh, yeah, it was only a matter of time before Crystal Skulls started getting into the our Stargate mythology. So, happens at the end of season three. I'm for it. Let's. I'm ready to rock. 
What do you think is going to happen? I I mean, I I don't know. Probably some just fuckery. General fuckery. Da- da- Daniel, Daniel gets some powers and then loses them. Dr. Frazier says nothing's wrong with them. Uh, and, 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 and repeat, maybe I'm not a fan. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You, you <laughs> no, I can't wait. Ooh, come try a, come try a. Come try a, uh, oh shit. I can't pronounce this. Olympos. Olympos Hava. Ooh, I love it. Uh, from, so from Greece. It is so good. If I'm not, yeah, product of Greece. Uh, delicious treat. The only time I had it was when you brought it to me the last time we recorded in person. Oh my God. Amazon's like, you have to update before you can buy stuff from us. Ha 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 ha. I'm going to order some. Ooh, also, hey, if you're in the Seattle area, stop by Wajamaya. Wajamaya has mm. really cool shit. They have cool matcha latte instant packets. They have cool cool cups and dishes. They have cool pour over coffee systems. It's been a long it. time since I've been there. Probably Me like too, but I recently years. went. All right, uh, come try it. <laughs> come try it. Hey, <laughs> thanks for sticking around for come try it. You've earned yourself one complimentary segment of something we call Get to to Know Your Host with Tori and Sarah, where I will read the question from one card from our couples counseling deck. Yeah. And uh, what color card? We're we're on green. Green. We're still in section green, which has been kind of a dicey section. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Digs, deep, um, digs, digs, digs deep. This one, I don't know how you can figure this one out. Okay. What is the room in our house you feel the most comfortable in and why? I guess I'm asking, hey, when you come to my house that I live in with my husband, Chris, mm-hmm. which room in the house do you feel the most comfortable in and why? No, no. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's easy. It's probably, yeah, just the living room, you know? Just a living yeah. room. There's a yeah. lot of space, really yeah. comfortable couch, lovely yeah. carpet, um, yeah. just nice and spacious, just nice and and just comfortable. That's it. Memory. Sarah, Sarah has carpet. a very comfortable place. It's a very Aww. comforting place to be. I get that a lot. And it's because there's like a million places to sit down, really? all of which are comfortable. It's, it's because you guys thought about it. It's because I like to sit down. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, just pitch over at my place. We're just standing everywhere all the time because we're just like, Ugh. do you want to know? So I guess I have to answer. What's the most comfortable oh, room in your house? In my anyway? house, yeah, yeah. What's the most comfortable room in my house? It's a hundred percent your bathroom. <laughs> I thought you might have said our deck. Our deck's pretty comfortable. I've never been on your goddamn deck. Oh, oh, oh. you have a deck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a little outdoor, yeah, a little thing off of the back door. They'll play. Wait, yeah. is that the door that I've handed you stuff from? Like it, like during pandemic and yeah. they do Christmas present? Yeah. yeah. Is that a deck? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's an outdoor space. It's that's covered that we have a couple chairs there. And listen, my decks are also very small. I'm gonna say, in all seriousness, my most comfortable space at your place is the parking spot on Capitol Hill. 
<laughs> where I'm so angry because my husband threw away the sign that you wrote saying, do not tow this car is visiting blah, 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 because now I can't just park there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll just make one. You can just make one yourself. Well, just, just have text, my info on it. Just text me your info. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just my address. And then you should laminate yeah. it. Oh, I guess I have your address because it's in my um, Amazon. Yeah, just say get, send you stuff. guest of da 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's my favorite spot. No, no, facts. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, all right, folks. Well, you've learned a lot about us and the places that we live and whether or not we're fans of this show. You've learned so much today. You've learned more than we have because we still know the answers to most of those questions ourselves. That's right. Because it's so involved um but you know yeah we we hope you uh continue listening to us you can uh listen to more of our episodes at the seventh symbol.com as well as most of the places you can find podcasts and we uh air episodes for the most part on every tuesday at 9 a.m pacific standard time i've never i've never said that before i suppose i should that it was pacific standard time well just the day the day and the time that we oh that shit I, I've you've never, never said, said, that said it before? on the podcast amazing <laughs> anyway that's that you know the best time to start something is like five months ago and the second best time is to now right now that's some inspiration from us holy hannah holy hannah bye give us five stars <laughs>